some very exciting news this Ooh. week, Dennis. Well, I feel like really, I'll be that, but okay. Really, really exciting. Well, no, honestly, your judgment of this, whether it's exciting to you or not, is irrelevant. This was one of the, one of the most exciting pieces of news I've received in... In years and years and years. Whoa. Right? Okay. Yeah, but you know why? It's cheating, this news. It is coming from a place where it has an unnaturally... It has, a, it has an advantage in terms of how impactful this news was, right? Because okay. of the press... Because of where it used to sit this, this is in my life, right? Death Cab for Cutie. Okay. And the Postal <laughs> Service are doing a 20-year anniversary tour for transatlanticism and give up. You cared about now, this so much that you messaged me outside of our normal podcast talk. You were like, I need to go to this. Like, this is... The, the reason I said they've got an unfair advantage in this situation is because... So, Death Cab for Cutie re- recently released a new album called Asphalt Matters. It's very good, right? It's no... Well, hang on. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me look up how good it is real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Pitchfork.com. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Let's see how good 21-year-old Riley would have actually thought it this was. Transla- right? What's it called? What's this album called? Transatlanticism came out 20 years ago. Asphalt Meadows, oh. right? Asphalt Meadows. I've heard Asphalt one Meadows. Death Cab for a Cutie song, and it's the one you played for me. Uh, yeah, Bixby Canyon Bridge from Narrow Stairs. In my opinion, the best album. Um, anyway, so there is a song. There's a song from their latest album, right? I want, I want to explain for people who aren't Death Cab fans. I want to explain 7. what 7.4 Cab- on Pitchfork. What are you, an idiot? Oh, not very good. Not Maybe I don't Ooh. like it after all. Mm, okay, so they've released this mediocre new album called Asphalt Meadows, right? But there's this song on it called Roman Candles. <laughs> he instantly shifted your goalposts. And it has... <laughs> obviously, this is a bit. Obviously, I'm not, I don't let this sort of stuff affect me anymore. But, Dennis, if, this, if we were talking, you know, 12 years ago, 13 years ago... Is that how quick it would have changed? I would, well, no, no. I wouldn't have ever admitted to liking the album without having checked what Pitchfork gave it. I see. So what's the it's song awful. that you like? like? So Roman Candles. Okay, I'm listening right? to it right now. Um, and so in this song, one of the lyrics is, I used to feel everything like a flame, but now it's a struggle just to feel anything. So quite a, quite a side from the slant rhyme with flame and anything that Gibbard is really stretching with there. But this Now that's lyric, like I'm listening to a pitchfork review. <laughs> this lyric, right, is emblematic of the, the, the life experience of a Death Cab for Cutie fan. Right mm. when transatlanticism came out, when we were listening to Plans all those years ago, when Narrow Stairs finally was released, this was at a point in our lives where the world sang and screeched and bellowed with 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 feeling and meaning, right? And emotions ran high. Whether it was the with the highs or the lows, it was a roller coaster. Everything felt real and authentic, right? And now. And now it's a struggle just to feel anything because I'm in my well, mid-30s and, like, just music in particular doesn't hit you in the same way. Well, you're right. right. It, used, it used to have this, like, heavy beat of, like, this, like, living beat in your chest music. And now it's kind of just, like, the sound of settling. There's this, like, a, there's a lack of color about things, you know? That's, that's pretty good. You're doing, you're doing pretty well with that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Those are all the names of Death Cab for Cutie songs. They are, but yes. the the... the, the Anyone who, I mean, look, this isn't unique to Death Cab for Cutie fans. I think just emo in general is full of this. I think just being a teenager in general, like stuff had a a heavier emotional weight. But the music you listen to when you were 15, it gets in there so deep, right? Oh, for sure. It it, it changes who you are, absolutely. Right? So this is music that that nowadays, and when I say this is life, not life changing, but when I say this is enormous news, like 
Death Cab and the Postal Service are cheating because they have this emotional hold like on the 15-year-old they, they, they got it. They got their claws into Riley at his most vulnerable. They get on the ground floor, right? Mm-hmm. They, they get on the ground know, floor, exactly. These are founding members of Riley's emotional they, headspace. They, they, right? they possess your heart, man, 100%. <laughs> oh, the Death Cab fans will be loving this. Everyone else will be scratching their head in... in um but you're right though like anyway. the, the, you, you have so much more capacity to care when you're that age right the th- when you fall in love for the first time when you're 15 16 17 it feels mm. different it's a much larger now, portion of your life whereas I, I, now it's, it's just like well, it was now you're sitting around getting excited about your new twin size bed like oh my goodness <laughs> so was that one too many so, <laughs> no it's 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 good stuff i'm interested to see how you're gonna get like grapevine fires in there anyway so what you said there was interesting because I want to pick up on this and I don't want to refute it. You said back then you had a, more of a capacity for it. Mm-hmm. Dennis, I think it's the, actually the opposite. Someone described it to okay. me in this way. When you fall in love when you're 16, when you feel these emotions, when you know, you're, you, you're experiencing the ups and downs and, and the, the huge emotional range that you have as a teenager and, and all the triumph and tribulations and everything that comes with being that age. High school football. It's because you have a smaller emotional capacity. Sorry, that's, so, that, that's kind of what I meant. What I meant was like that it's a much bigger part of your life. It's like having a fight with your girlfriend when you're 16 yes, is a right? much larger percentage of your life experience. Well, and it's not just that. It's the fact that like if you have an emotional experience, right, let's imagine that that is uh, an, some liquid in a, in a jug. Mm-hmm. If you pour it into your 16-year-old vestibule, it will overflow. It'll overflow that cup very quickly. Whereas you pour it into the thirty-three-year-old, as you know, it's just gotten it's just gotten bigger over the years. The fact that you just had more a wider range of experiences, it stuff doesn't hit you as hard as it used to because you have a bigger cup to hold these emotions in, so it doesn't overflow, right? So that's my take on like the. The, the reason that this stuff is so much more impactful. When I listen to songs like, as you say, The Sound of Settling, right? When I listened to yeah. <laughs> Bixby Canyon Bridge for the first time, it didn't take as much for a song to really get its hooks into me. The bar is lower, absolutely. And I mean, I, that's true for me. Like when I listened to Bixby Canyon Bridge for the first time driving across the eponymous Bixby Canyon Bridge. When we were actually driving across the Bixby Canyon Bridge together. When yeah, we, yeah when, when, when we were driving together, Riley, when I was sat in the passenger seat. Um, <laughs> You're right, though. It does. And like for me, and I know you might balk at this, for me, those are Muse songs, dude. Yeah. No, no, no. And, like, I'll, I'll mock you until the day you die for being a Muse fan. But, like, the principle is the same. We are, we are having the same experience. It's just that I listen to good bands. Well, actually, I say good okay. bands. 7.4 bands. What did Muse's yeah. most recent album get on pitch for? Ooh, uh, I hope ooh, it's actually, that's an interesting one. Hang on, let's I hope see. It's not more than 7.4. <laughs> If it is, this is a Muse fan podcast. <laughs> if it's, it's like when the Americans like, oh, it's called football now. Will of the People, right? The latest Muse album, yeah. which is not very good. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, can you guess? What'd it get? What'd it get? Four? 3.7. Oh, dude, get it up. Yeah, here we go. Death Cap Beauty, twice as good. Love it. All right. I love that. That's a, that's a big win. Oh, here, you want to hear the tagline from this review? Oh, yes, please. Working under the uh, the auspices of another vague dystopian narrative, the UK band slaps a shiny new label on the grafted remains of better songs and calls it the ninth Muse album. I'm so glad that nothing has changed about Pitchfork since the days that I used to live my life by it. They really hate me. <laughs> they hate... Well, no, they don't. Dennis, I'll, I'll add one extra syllable onto that sentence. Ick. You said they really hate Muse. <laughs> they really hate music. Oh, they quite like anyway. margin of symmetry. 8.3, hold up. 
do you know uh, one of the albums? So the, every now and again, Pitchfork would give an album. So Pitchfork, for those who don't know, it's a very, very pretentious review site, right? And mm. they always give the most absurd reviews to albums, and, and a lot of it, a lot of it is performative, right? There are some albums that deserve the tens that they've got. Um, uh, in the Aeroplane Over the Sea, obviously by Neutral, Neutral Milk Hotel, the alternative indie rock album. There is none better, just from an objective standpoint. Um, but they gave like Kanye West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy a 10, right? Mm-hmm. And they did it for clicks and it worked really well. So there's a bunch of, there's a, I wonder if they're going to revisit that review in. in yeah, I wonder if that's still the same. Mr. Man. West's uh, recent, uh, yeah, anyway. Anyway, back to this tour. But did that, did that make you, hang on, one more thing. Did that make you feel, oh. actually two more things. Did that make you feel like, oh, this has to be a good album? 17 year old Riley was like, I'm in. Well, uh, I think it was 21 or 22 when it came out and I was kind of in remission. I was already beginning to move away from it and I'd never really been a fan. I mean, I, it's very easy to say this. <laughs> in oh, no, I never liked him. Never liked him. Always thought he was a, a racist anti-Semite. Uh, I never thought that about him because I, I will not know that he I will was give credit back to then, Death but Cab. I, I didn't really like his... I've never really been a huge fan of Kanye. Go on. I will give credit to Death Cab for having their songs be much easier to do my bit with. Because, you know, mm. they're like driving, you know, twin, uh, twin, you know, twin bed and all this stuff. Muse, yep. a little trickier. Hoodoo, City of Delusion, Exopolitics. Like, yes. Yeah, try to, trying to sneak, sneak them into a podcast. I was gonna the thing is, like, honestly, like, you, you, you make me feel like it's Halloween. So it's hard to say anything beyond that. Is that a song? You make me feel like it's Halloween? It's off the new Muse album. The 3.7 getting. It's a, it's a oh, I wouldn't know. I only listen, I only listen to good music, Dennis. Uh, so not Death Cab? Anyway, this is Not tour, Death Cab you know? either. No, no. Neither Muse nor Death Cab. I only listen. I only listen to Merryweather Post Pavilion by uh, Animal Collective. Anyway, this tour, the Postal Service and Death Cab for Cutie, which is a band I've just realised now is not called Death Cab for a Cutie. No, Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, it's not a good band name. Even Gibbard himself, like the singer, he's like, I wish I'd call my band anything else, but that's yeah. what he did. So Ben Gibbard is also the lead singer of this band called the Postal Service. Not really a band, just a side project that was done with him and Jimmy Tamborello from Dintel, right? Right, but they have they top released- billing on this poster you sent me. Well, they released one album. And that album, I know we've had debates about this sort of stuff in the past, Dennis, but Give Up is one of my top five albums of all time. And when I say top five, I can give you a top five, right? It's not like video games where it's a top 11. It's not like video games where my top five actually has like 10 or 15 games in it. It's Mountain Goats, Heretic Pride, They Might Be Giants, The Spine, Sufjan Stevens, Come Feel the Illinois, Death Cab for Cutie Narrow Stairs, Postal Service, Give Up, right? That's given in Dennis's favorite order. No particular. One album ever, right? Never released another one. I wish they did. Oh, I know such great heights. Of course you do. Everyone knows this, but everyone well, knows Riley, the song. Riley, Riley, I know yeah. the Streetlight Manifesto cover of such great heights because it's a ska cover. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> um, when Our City started releasing yeah. stuff, I was furious because wow. Our City is just like mainstream postal service. Our City is, right? Our City is a little bit, um, we have we have postal service at home. Because I was like, postal service is familiar to me because I, I like yeah. such great heights. It's not as yeah. good as the Streetlight Manifesto version. No, well, obviously. I mean, obviously, what 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 song is better than the Scar cover that gets done by done of it? Yeah. It's, anyway, it's huge news for me because the Postal Service did a ten year tour, which obviously I didn't I didn't get to go to. But this year, now, right? You gonna I'm make going. it to this year? I'm going. Well, now, we're not doing Mountain Goats puns. I'm going to this show, and it, can I tell you how hard it is to? It, it is it's so hard. away. But, but this, this is going to give you an idea. Before we get to the actual location of the show, it, is, it takes so much for me to go to live music today. 
Yeah, as, as when an, you mentioned about this was, I don't like concerts. I, never I don't like concerts anymore. They've got two of my least favorite things in them. Large crowds and loud music and loud noises, mm. right? Awful. So, like, I'm, I was trying to think of the bands that I would drive. You're forgetting alcohol so and overpriced food, by the way. Oh, no, I would never. I would, I would eat before I went as well. So, if I'm trying to think of bands that I would go to in Brisbane, right, that list is very short. Mm-hmm. The Mountain Goats, they might be giants. I mean, Sufjan, maybe if he was going to play old stuff. Uh, I don't even know if we'd go and see like classic, like like Ockerville River, I think have fallen off the list. I'd probably go and see the, the Decemberists, Death Cab, obviously. But like, that's an hour away. And yeah, it, like, yeah, I think, yeah. if, you know, if, if a band like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, right? Like uh, if, if it's sort of a, a band that wasn't on my first, like Ben Folds, big fan of Ben Folds, love his music, listen to it all the time. But if he was in Brisbane, I'd be like, uh, do I, do I want to, no, uh, I don't know, right? So when they, re- when they announced that they're going to do this tour, when they announced that they're going to play Give Up in its entirety from beginning to end and then Transatlanticism, the second best Death Cab for Cutie album in its entirety from start to finish, I'm like, I'm I didn't gone. realize it is. You're right. It's just Give Up and then it's just the two albums back to back. They're album. just playing yeah, the two yeah. albums back to back and that's it, right? And I'm just going to go and see that. I'm going to absolutely love it over the time of my life. The catch is, Dennis, they're not playing anywhere other than, of course, the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So I'm going. You've committed? You're, have, you picked a, have you picked a venue? I've bought, I've, I, I've bought tickets. Where are you going? I'm going to Boston, dude. Oh, September 12th, 13th. So I had a look at two different shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing they're doing double, like, I don't know what they're called, double, not double headers. They're doing two nights in a row, basically, in a couple of different cities, uh, Boston, Denver. And I was like, I want to go to Denver. We've got friends in Denver. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, it'll be good too. And it's obviously it's not nice as far as Boston. But I was like, I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to buy the ticket because the tickets went on pre-sale, right, mm. um, at 10 a.m. local time across the United States the other night. So that's 10 so a.m. I got up Eastern at, in Boston. Yeah, that's not great for you. I got up at 1 a.m. I went to bed, got up, right, at 1 a.m. to buy these tickets, absol- made an absolute meal of it, right, because I wasn't signed into Ticketmaster. I didn't have all my details Oof. ready, that sort of stuff. I was in the queue, went in, watched the seats evaporate on the floor plan in front of me. Because obviously, I mean, Dennis, I don't want to stand. I'm not. It's so funny. Ten years ago, I would have been ram jammed to get right at the front, right? And now I'm like, I'll sit at the back. I want to. I want to sit do down. Do I don't want to be on my. I don't want to be on my feet all evening. Seem right? like a jumpy yelly. No, and the seats sold out in seconds. Right. So all that was left was general admission on the floor. I'm like, I guess I'll take that. So I bought two tickets for that. Right. You know, Death Cab are playing were, here in March, right? In in Dublin. Yeah. Oh, great! I'll fly to Dublin to see this. What, uh, Dennis? You think we? I'm gonna. You think I'm gonna fly? You think I even go to Brisbane? You think I even go down the down the road to the Sunshine, like some some bar in the Sunshine Coast to see a band play an album that got seven point four on Pitchfork? Get out of town. Um. <laughs> anyway, how much? So how much tickets, tickets actually? Because these tickets are like forty quid for Death Cab here in uh, Dublin. Uh, it was well. Pre or post Ticketmaster selling fee? I'm talking pre here, so yeah, pre was like seventy something, but then it was over hundred by the time the Ticketmaster yeah, yeah. had taken their their. Cut. They're playing a theater here, like a theater that I would I've seen musicals in. But here's the thing: I would like if Death Cab were playing in Brisbane, I'd go and see them. But like, I'm not. It's just, it's just. I mean, just a Death Cab for Cutie tour, right? They're just going to be playing the hits, and it's not going to be the special, incredible yeah, experience. It, it, this is like me going to see Muse play Absolution and Black Hole, Black Holes and um, Revelations back to back, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's massive, right? So I bought these tickets for Boston, but that was the backup because I, I was like, I, 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 the show I really want to go to is in Denver. So I bought these tickets with the full intention of, of like. Getting rid of them, giving them away, finding another fan in de- in in mm-hmm. Boston at some point, and being like, "I don't need these tickets. You can Selling have them. them on or you some can Venmo buy me them on off some, me on some Reddit post or whatever." Yeah, 
whatever, right? Like, and obviously I wasn't going to scalp them. I wasn't going to pay. I wasn't going to like charge heaps more for them, but I was just going to get rid of them or like, I don't know, give them away, whatever, right? I was going to, it was just the Boston tickets with a backup. But then I got all my stuff ready. I decided not to go back to bed, sat and played Anna for a couple of hours while I waited for 3 a.m., right? Which is when the Denver tickets were on sale. I didn't realize it was the same this time. <laughs> this time I wasn't mucking around, right? This time I was there, logged in, queued up, ready to go. Timer ticks down to zero, puts me in the queue to buy tickets. Dennis, by three minutes past three, it was sold out. By the time I got to the venue map where you pick your tickets, sorry, this event is sold out. Wow. Elder millennials do not muck around with pre-sales. Good thing you got the Boston ones, hey? I couldn't believe because there was part of me that was like, do I even buy these? I was like, no, just in case. You will regret it if you don't get to go to Denver. So I'm spewing. I I was really hoping to go to Denver, but now I'm going to Boston instead. So are these like Taylor Swift tickets for lonely 30-somethings with skinny jeans? Is that where we're at here? (laughs) Well, listen, Taylor Swift tickets are for 30-somethings. Let's make that clear. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) There are going to be a lot, a lot of old of aging hipsters people who are you know snug of trouser leg and snug of, uh, oh i like that i love that i love that nomenclature holy crap uh, do you uh, think your, is your metal goat tattoo gonna get a lot of comments here oh i mean it, it's on my chest so i don't know that it's gonna be on it's gonna be exposed but i'm oh, sure you're not, gonna, you're, you're not gonna be standing in your seat shirt off wooing <laughs> wooing on your way to let me find the name of any song on that death cat for cutie album they're playing transatlanticism right so that's a, that's one of them good albums isn't it it is one of them good um, albums yeah transatlanticism the best song on it probably is uh, well, according to the, it's vote of the just, people riley it's probably a lack of color oh i disagree with that do you know they, they there was a very it was very smart that they made a song all about just New Year's Day or New Year's Eve called The New Year, right? Mm. And um, you should watch its uh, play statistics. You oh, could yeah? set your watch to it. Well, not your watch. Set your calendar to it. Every First of January. It's it's not quite Ooh. Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you, but I'm sure every year Ben Gibbard's like, all right, we've got that New Year residuals coming in. It's uh, it's going to be a bump to the household finances. Well, someone said that that album has New Year and New Year parentheses demo on it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a great song. It's a really, really good song. I mean, the whole album's fantastic. It's not as good as Narrow Stairs, but it's really good. But uh, no, Ben Gibbard, just like a cultural icon for me, someone that I've always looked up to, someone that I've wanted to emulate and be like. And even now, because he's in his 40s now, right? So when he was in his 20s, I looked at him, cut my hair like him, dressed like him, wore the same clothes. Like, I just wanted to be Ben Gibbard. And now, then he went through a weird thing where he could have sort of had this weird long hair parting thing. Didn't follow him down yeah, that road. It looks, but now, it looks a little bit like... um, um god will forte or like dwight from the office yeah there's there, there was some there's there were some rough patches there but now he's just a very good looking handsome 40 something year old going gray very gracefully cut his hair really nicely dresses super well and i just look at him like when i'm 40 i want to look like that right you can spot an elder millennial from a mile away these days yeah. i've realized that you know the old rockers from the 70s like they kept their jackets they wore the mm-hmm. same shoe mm-hmm. like they're all the way through they just didn't change their outfits and even today you look at them they're in their 60s and 70s they're still dressed in the same way and I, I i love it right i'm gonna be like that i'm gonna be in the nursing home in skin tight jeans right i'm gonna be wearing i'll be wearing one of them kaffir things that we all wore when we were like yep. 19 the 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 checkered scarves this dude dresses. I'm googling photos now. This dude dresses like Rivers Cuomo, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, never grew out of that aesthetic. Anyway, I'm gonna have a great time. Um, fly over to Boston, see the see these 
see Ben Gibbard work his magic on stage. Hopefully it won't be too noisy. Hopefully it won't be too many people there. I mean, the shows are sold out, but I don't know. Maybe people won't come. <laughs> that uh, seems unlikely. Dude, I'm doing this dance right now because listen to this, mm. okay? Go on. Muse, my mm. equivalent, yep. um, came to – I've seen Muse two, three times. Okay. I saw them on the Resistance Tour. I mm-hmm. saw them at a festival, and I saw them on the Drones Tour. Terrible album, great show. That's kind of, you could use that, that's probably a Muse biography name at this stage, you're totally honest with you. Yeah, yeah. That's on Matt Bellamy's uh, headstone when he does. <laughs> yeah. Terrible and music, the second, great show. The second law came out. Sorry, no, Simulation Theory came out, and they didn't do, they didn't play Dublin. Now, that was because of COVID. Mm. And then they didn't play Dublin on the album prior to that either, I think. <clears throat> So there's only been one where they didn't actually play Dublin, but they have not announced a Dublin date for Will of the People. Oh, so very and much not in line with the Will of the People then. No, not with the, the, the Will of the Dentist, definitely not. And dude, I've even convinced Nikki, who hates yeah. Muse even more than you do. Because possible, you at least like okay. a couple of Muse. No, I promise That's, you. Uh, that is true. I do. I do. What's the one that goes? Like the. What was that? Stars, I think. Starlight. Starlight. Oh, do you know why I got mixed up? Oh, I went there. That's from uh, that's from the Milkman remix of that song where he puts in um, uh, a different song, which I can't remember, over the top of Starlight, and it works really well. Anyway, go on. Um, I've even convinced Nikki. She's like, if they play in Dublin, I'll, I'll go with you. I'm like, sold. Let's go. Yeah. Good. So I eagerly check muse.mu every couple of weeks being like, has it been announced? And I just haven't heard what's yeah. going on. Yeah. But Riley, what we could do, hang on, you're going in September. Where are Muse playing in September 2022? <laughs> <laughs> you can't track me to Muse. No. no. Oh, I just realized I'm busy. I'm, what's the, actually, what date is the, what are they playing when they're playing there? What day is it? Uh, they haven't announced September yet. You're in luck. Yeah, no, I'm busy that time. What is it today? So I'm busy that day. Sorry, man. I had a plan that I already made. Um, otherwise, I would have definitely, um, mm. definitely, yeah, no, would have been, would have been. Actually, you no, know, I actually, I, I would kind of like to come to a Muse show with you for two reasons. One, I know that they are like huge spectacles, right? Like they really, really put on a show. Oh yeah, they're they're like a bad album, good show is a genuinely a reasonable. Way of and I would, I would, I would like to see you. Like be with you in an in, you know, at yes. a show like that. Just just for your your enjoyment would definitely heighten mine. I think. Yeah. So they last they played Dublin twenty ten. I was there. Dublin twenty twelve. I was there. Dublin twenty sixteen. I was there, and they haven't played since. All right, Matt. Come on over to Ireland, mate. Dennis. Dennis. Mate. Dennis wants you. Let's go. They haven't played Australia since twenty seventeen, dude. I'm sad to say. Oh, I mean, imagine imagine how expensive it would be to take all the all the pyrotechnics and all the. All oh, the dude. They know. played the Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne. <laughs> That's pretty. That's a that's a big arena. They were the first band to ever sell out Wembley. Muse. Rod Laver is definitely not as big as Wembley, but it's uh, it's still a sizable. It's where like the the Australian Open's held. It's big. It's big. Uh, big. That arena. is big. Yeah. How much do you? How much does Rod Laver? Four. That's not that big. It's fourteen thousand. Looks like. No, but it's still okay. All right, Dennis, you put on a show and sell fourteen thousand tickets. Then. Well, do I get to play two Death Cab Death Cab albums back to back? Because apparently that's all it takes. <laughs> that's all it takes. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Right, I want to talk to you about, <clears throat> in a similar vein, actually. Well, not that mm. similar. I want to talk to you about, now that you've moved home, right? Yeah. Are there things, and you're well, you're a well-traveled man. Are there things that you go to, to the countries and you're like, why don't we have these? Oh, yeah. And the oh, things that dude. jump out at me are yeah, yeah, things yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Things like certain well. shops or restaurants. Like, for example, why don't, why doesn't Ireland have Taco Bell, <laughs> right? 
Oh, dude, we, we got Taco Bell here in Australia only a couple of years ago. The nearest Taco Bell from us is 40 minutes away, and we look for excuses to go to Brisbane. We're like, mm, <laughs> we could do that here. Nah, let's go to Brisbane. We'll go to Brisbane because we, we'll we, 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 we stop at Taco Bell away. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love Taco Bell. Now, Mashi, when he was here, I was like, oh, this is good Mexican place. It wasn't a Taco Bell. It was like an actual like sit-down, nice restaurant. And he was mm-hmm. like, Dennis, I will be caught dead before mm-hmm. I eat irish mexican food <laughs> there's no way and i was like fair enough you know what okay fair enough i went to but i went to taco bell with moshi and he was he was a good sport about it because he's a bit of a snob with it when it comes to food he he, he, will, he, he appreciates that, the finer the outer of the cuisines yes yes but he did enjoy this inner of the cuisine as well for the brief time yeah. that it was inside him um uh we had a great time at taco bell we had, that was one time when you and i went to a taco bell in cleveland right <laughs> yeah and we went there because we were both jet lagged. We went there at something like something like eight a.m. It was so early, man. It was it was way too early to eat. It was right after opening. Yeah, we got yeah, two tacos yeah. or whatever, and then yeah. we just sit and talk for a half hour. I oh, yeah, grabbed the taco, and we yeah. did that for like most of the day. <laughs> we, well, what ended up happening was we had breakfast, essentially breakfast there. Although both of our bodies thought it was like lunch. And then mm-hmm. we had what we thought was dinner there as well, which, which we the stayed time lunch, was, yeah. was lunch, you know. So we just sat this Taco Bell for like three hours catching up. It was like, I think you just flown in, so we hadn't seen each other for a while and we were catching yeah, up. But yeah, yeah we, spent, we spent a very fond... Oh, how was Cleveland? Really good. Yeah, we saw the signs. The food's we amazing. <laughs> we sat at Taco Bell for three hours. Yeah, in our defense, it was freezing. Do you remember how cold it was? It was so cold, dude. It was horrible. I mean, it was, this is February. It was, it was, yeah. Look, it was, I remember that very much more fondly than I would have had we been like, no, we better go and walk here and see this thing. No, No, it was a great time. So Taco Bell is one that I miss. I wish we had Duncan as well. Getting away from, actually, one more. I wish we had um, a type of restaurant that you're not a huge fan of, which is the the Mm. sort of Brazilian steakhouse, fogo de chao, fazenda type thing. We don't really have those here. Do you really not have them? No, I think there might be one I've heard of, but no. You think Dublin's a big enough city to have one for sure? Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, we they have them in Leeds for Christ's sake. Well. We have, I mean, Sydney's got a very famous one. I think there's probably one in Brisbane. Brisbane's much smaller than Dublin. Yeah, I'm, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, that, that is a surprise. I, I was surprised too. So, what, when yeah. you're traveling, like, in my head, I think it's often go to the go to the US, but I guess it's different because you, because you, um, I have access to a lot more mainland European stuff here than you do. So, what do you miss yeah. having yeah. moved home from, from, from Germany or from Glasgow? Are you just talking about food specifically? No, it doesn't Canadian? have to be foods. Well, so obviously the first thing that sprang to mind talking to you and Irishman, Dennis, is the chicken fillet roll. Oh, a classic. We've talked about the chicken. We've talked. We talked about the chicken fillet roll on the show before, and it is just something that I really wish just every country had as a default food option that you can get actual anywhere supermarkets. Bro, inflation uh, has come for the chicken fillet roll. A service station when you fill up your car with petrol, you can be like, "Yes, yeah, I've yeah, got a chicken oh, yeah. fillet roll as well." And they are all the same, no matter where you go. The Dennis once described the conversation over the person who will make the chicken fillet roll for you, like an oblivion conversation, NPC conversation tree. Mm-hmm. They just ask the same questions every time. It's just it is it's just a universal food stuff you can get anywhere. Um, the, the quality varies, I guess, as does the price. But oh, you're saying wild, the prices yeah. uh, the price has gone up, has it? Yeah, we're coming up on six six fifty for some of these things now, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can bear the weight. I wouldn't got a wrap. So there was. Did you ever go to the Donnybrook Fair, which is like a bougie shop? It was near the old office we had in Charlotte. Dennis, Chalmers. we've talked about this so many times. It's the one that I kept calling the Scarborough Fair. Yeah, that's true. Yes, I went there because there was a wrap I used to get that from there, yeah. which I'd get a wrap right where if we've deviated from what I didn't want to talk about, but I was so disgusted by this that I had to talk about it. I would get a wrap with mayonnaise. They had this delicious chicken and bacon mix, right, that they would have okay. in the deli. Yeah. I get that in there. Some red onion, some sweet corn, some cheese. And then corn. Corn do you know, choice, all right. Do you know the um do you know the bit in Lord of the Rings 
when um Sauron is f- when they're forging the ring in the fires mm. of Mount Doom. Mm-mm. If they'd left that on a little bit longer, I would say that is about as hot as the heating oven was in the Stonybrook <laughs> Fair. Because you would they would put the wrap in there for 20, yeah. 30 seconds, and it would yeah. come out crisp. Yeah, yeah. And I saw some employees touch it and get absolutely like singed seared yeah. flesh off this thing yeah like the smell of burning hair is uh, emanates oh yeah the but you know they, they, they touch the wrap oh it's quite cool don't worry you can hold it it's <laughs> quite cool it's quite cool <laughs> um so we used to get th- this was so so regular that jeff and i would both mm. get it that uh, jeff like i'm going to the shop and i'd look at him he'd go ah do you want the wrap and i was like i yeah. do want the wrap it the was wrap. the wrap he, had, he got the same thing yeah so um my doctor's office is actually near there so I went to the doctor a couple days ago, and I was like, oh, I'll get the wrap, right? I'm in town again. I'm in the area. Mm-hmm. I go. And the wrap at the time, it was like the Dumbo Fair is a definitely upmarket place. I would never show oh, up Oh, I was there very groceries. annoyed because like when, when I started visiting Ireland to come and see you and get we get a chicken filler, I'll be three euros. And then we went to mm. we went to Don, Donnybrook Fair, and I got one, and they were like, that's 650 And I was like, <laughs> What? What? I was not ready to pay six fifty for a chicken fillet roll back in 2018. I, think, I don't know if it was six. It was definitely north of five, though. All right, five fifty then. Still, an outrageous yeah. amount of money for something that I could we could have gone to the service station. I would have been equally happy, happy or happier exactly. with, or happier. And, well, here's the thing. So, like, I never I, the I would get a rapid diet coke, and I think it would come out to like I don't know. It must have been something like six fifty or six ninety with for the two of them. So it's probably about five fifty, right? Mm-hmm. I went there the other day. How much? Which I didn't really think about the price because I've been getting it for so long. I mean, I hadn't gotten yeah, it in a year so. and a half or whatever, but I got an equipment. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like fifty something or whatever. Go up to the counter. Get put a thing in, come with that coke on. And he's got to be 9.30. And I was like, what? Excuse me? And I was like, I can't I can't ask her to go dump the heated contents of the yeah. back <laughs> into the deli. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. And I was oh, like, it's, okay. It's, it's Putin, and, uh, man. But it's Putin. Putin, war in Ukraine. You know, that's the only reason the oil price? Yeah. for inflation. That's the only reason. It's definitely not, it's not corporate greed. It's not people squeezing profits out of, uh, out of the, the, the struggling, you know, Working classes that have already did making it difficult, finding it difficult to make ends meet. It's Putin, man. Putin, dude. <laughs> they knew though, and you know me. I'm no miser. I'm happy to spend money on things, especially things that I like. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's cool. I went out and I went what to this yeah. woman behind the counter, and they yeah. know. Yeah, because oh, she yeah. looked at me. She looked at me. And she went, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I, I said, I was like, what happened? Yeah. And she goes, they have to do them by weight now. It's a whole thing. And I was like. Okay, well, I'm eating this one, and if it's good, I'm coming back three or four times. But after that, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have a serious think about how often. No, I haven't been back since. But I was like, oh, yeah, no, that stings, dude. Stung, that's dude. that's real nasty. We've uh, we've avoided the worst of it over here, and um, supermarkets. I think in an effort to try to combat this mm-hmm. idea that prices are going up, uh, they've now, they've got this thing. Uh, you go to the local Coles, and it has the price locked in, right? So the, cereal, the breakfast cereal I buy is $4, right? Or it was. Recently uh-huh. went up to four forty. So not a huge, like a 10% price increase is within the bounds of like what I'll accept as being like, yeah, okay, I guess it's going to happen, right? But it's not just up to four forty. It's new price locked in locked until in. May 2023. That's scary. <laughs> that actually instill, that does not instill the confidence in me that I think they're hoping it would. Does it not? Because oh, are you assuming as soon as May twenty twenty three comes around, it's going to be go, it's going to go fourteen dollars. Yeah, we got re- to recoup the cost. The first quarter was brutal. Yeah, <laughs> we're selling it's that cereal in. at a loss. <laughs> this locked in prices is a terrible idea. 
Um, but here's, here's a non-food related thing that I wish we had in Australia. And I wish we had just everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Driving in the United States is a harrowing experience. Oof, broadly yeah. speaking, speed limits oh, are think, generally seen of as advisory. Um, I think I know what you're going to say. The I, I was baffled, like when I hired a car and drove down the the, the freeway in, in the in the United States at the speed Bixby limits. Bridge. At the Bixby County Bridge, I was I was baffled to see that you know people were getting angry with me for sitting in the right hand lane going at the speed limit. Right, That's people getting annoyed. Too. Now that we've talked a little, we've had some little driving chat. I will regularly be driving at one kilometer an hour below the speed limit, and people are flying past me. I'm like, guys, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, it, 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 like it's a speed limit. Like it's a limit. It's not. A, it's not a suggestion, right? Mm-hmm. It's, not anyway. a, it's not a target. No, it's a, It's 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 not a. You don't have to exceed it to in order. It's not a game where you have to win. Anyway, so very very perplexed by that. Don't enjoy driving in the United States very much, except for one rule that they have. Right. In the United States, which I think they should just have everywhere, and it is called the right on red rule. Mm-hmm. Now, if you and I, we drive in the left, obviously, in, uh, and I, it will be I, it will be it will be a left on the red here. Yeah, it would be left on the red exactly. But in the US, in most places, unless there's a sign saying you can't do it, right? When you are sitting, wanting to make a right hand turn, or the equivalent in the, in the if you drive on the left, the left hand turn. So one of the turns that doesn't involve crossing in oncoming lines of traffic, yes. right? You can just go through a red light if it's clear. Because you're joining traffic as it's already moving in that direction, basically. So if the, if the if the intersection is empty, or if even the lanes that you're the lane that you're going to pull into is empty, the left the, the the rightmost lane is empty. Even if there's a red light in front of you, you can just pull into the lane. And this is so I good have, that it's that such you- a good rule, and it's such an easy way to like free up intersections of turning traffic, especially when it's like there are lanes where some people are going straight ahead and some people are turning. It's not just that, dude. The fuel efficiency is the real killer. Oh, of course, because you don't stop. You can roll to a... Well, have you heard that what, that's what UPS trucks do in states where they have right on red? Yes. Right. They will plan routes that have no left turns. So they'd rather so go all the way around a block. They'd rather, t- they'd rather make three right turns. <laughs> than one left turn just so they don't have to stop and cross the, uh, the line. Because stopping yeah. and starting not only reduces time, but that uses way more fuel than just coasting. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a, I, that is something that I do think that we could, we could adopt from the something United Something I States. do like in the US as well and mm. is which is related back to the to food thing, is opening hours. If you're in a big city in the US and it's three in the morning and you want bubble tea, you can probably get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. really the case in Europe, and I don't know, I assume it isn't in Australia either. Uh, it depends who you are. In the big cities, definitely. Like in, in the big cities, there's 24-hour places, like especially in the city centers. You go to downtown Melbourne, downtown well, Sydney. There's 24-hour places, but there's 24-hour everything in the US. Yeah, I suppose so. If you wanted to buy a large flat screen TV, I guess there's a 24-hour Best Buy somewhere that you can get at three in the morning, I suppose. Yeah, no, no, we don't really have that in Australia. And uh, where I live in the Sunshine Coast, I don't, I want to say it's a rural area, but it is, it's definitely regional. And uh, we had some friends over the other night. They got here at seven and we're like, um, we'll, uh, well, let's go. There's a a great place down the road. We'll go and get some takeaway. Uh, It'll be terrific. It's really, really good. The best chips. Big, big sell. You know, we're catching up. We're chatting. Oh, we better jump in the car. We'll go down and um, we'll go down and pick it up. Left my place, you know, 15, 20 minutes after they arrived. Arrived at the place where we're going to get the food and they closed at 7.30. And this was a, a restaurant? This is a takeaway joint. Bro, even here they're open till Peter's Pizza's up until four in the morning, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he gets he gets two hours of sleep and then he's back at it, back, back on the, on the uh, grill, yeah, back on back the grill. The traditional at 6 Indian grill. 
So yeah, definitely opening hours is something that uh, like we 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 went to a pub, right? A pub, like a place where you go and have like booze a late and night. yeah, yeah. And we got there at like eight, right? Ordered some meal, ordered some food, uh, ordered a round of drinks, and while we were eating the food, the guy came around and was like, "Oh, last drinks, guys, we're closing up at nine. What? I know. So we're in Garmisch Partenkirk, and that place did die. Not only at like you know. Um, 8 p.m., but also on like Mondays. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The whole t- well, that, that's because they 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 all want their their day of rest, the Ruhetag. Um, because in Germany, he, uh, we're talking about what we wish it was adopted in our countries. I tell you what, Germany needs adopted is just working on Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they love their sun. Like nothing's open on Sunday. It, it is no. such a special event that when things open, like at a mall, if you go to the Mall of Berlin, right, huge big shopping mall, right. Everything's shut on a Sunday, but it is such a big deal when things are open. They do a special occasion, like a special uh, event with like advertising and billboards mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff, saying "Verkaufsöffner um, Sonntag," which means "Shop Open Sunday," right? And they do it's a, it's a, it's an event to go shopping mm-hmm. in a mall on Sunday in Germany. Uh, do you know what I wish? And is baffling to me that Dublin doesn't have that. I wish it did. Go on, a metro. It's definitely it's it's way more than big enough to have a a, a, a metro, isn't it? Dublin's population of like one point five million people. Oh, is that it? It's quite small. Yeah, that's it's still big. small for. It's I mean, big Glasgow enough. has a metro. That's what I was going to say. Glasgow yeah. has Glasgow has the best metro system I've ever seen. It's so it's just good, a dude. circle. So yeah. I, I I got on it to go to, when I was visiting Riley when he lived there, and I was like, I'm worried I got it in the wrong direction. You're like, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> just oh, get on with the stop. stop. It might that's take okay. a, it might take a little longer, but you'll get yeah. there. <laughs> you'll get you'll get to your stop eventually. It is impossible to get on the wrong train if if you look at it from a certain point of view. Um, yeah, I guess that 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 that, that is annoying. I mean, the buses are pretty good though. The buses are pretty good, but then the, there's no way to get to the airport. Man, you've experienced that. Oh yeah, I, I've, I've, I think I've told the airport story, haven't I? How yeah, I once, I so. ha, how I have, have I told the 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 skybus story? The air coach uh, skybus. What's it called? Air coach. Air coach. <laughs> so it's the it's the wish dot com version of air coach. Yeah, anyway, we have, um, we have air coach at home. What have I told the story? I'm going to tell it again. I don't Whatever. Know. Okay. I went we'll to. I was at, I was at the um I was at the airport in Dublin going going to visit Dennis and um I went to. <laughs> pay for the ticket which was like 16 euros to get all the way down to still organ to to uh, mm-hmm. the back where our old uh, office um, was exactly right I'm my old anyway, <clears throat> so i go and i think i only had like a 50 or something mm-hmm. right so i handed this guy a 50 he's like oh hang on yeah i'll i'll uh, i don't need coins i have to get you change so oh, he, gave yeah. me, <laughs> he gave me 30 euros back in in notes right and then he's like, hang on one second. And he went to his colleague and was like, I need four euros in change. So he's, he's like, it took him, I would say a minute or two for his colleague to like dig it out of the drawer and give it to him whatever else. Like, anyway, he came back to me, four euros in hand, pulled out of the cash drawer another 30 euros and gave it to me. And I was like, oh no, you already gave me the 30 euros. And here's what is really wild about the story. Here's right? the killer. Here's what's wild. Because he has got this four euros to give me, complete my change, the 34 euros that was owed to me in change for the 50. I've put that money in my wallet, the 30 euros, waiting for this four euros to come back. He's come back, got another 30 euros out, gone to try to give it to me. You said In addition no. to the four euros. And I said, you've already given me the 30 euros. His response was, no, I haven't. Yeah, you fulfilled your duty at that point, man. And at that point, I'm like, all right. 
Okay, in, I've got my wallet open in front of me, ready to put the four euros into it. You can see the two, the twenty and the ten that you get. The two bank These notes are all you've the already euros you have. <laughs> they're, they're poking out of the. You can see it. I've said you didn't give it to me. The other thing is like the the reason I had no qualms in taking this money, it wasn't his money. He's not going to yeah, get punished does, for he's it. He's not going like, to get in trouble for it. No, it, it's it's the money of Air Coach Dublin, right? So I'm just like, all right, I'm t- I'm taking I'm taking the dub here. So I so the the. In in effect, what happened was I handed over I handed over fifty euros, got given back sixty four, and got driven to your got got driven to the office. Dennis, Good I was brought, I was I was brought to Ireland by air coach in more ways than one. You definitely were, and if if only that's what you wish you had. You wish you had a bus that cost negative fourteen euros to yeah. take. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good, actually. Yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate that. That'd be, That'd be a short-lived business model, I think. Lo- price locked in till May 2023. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter the the download numbers show up all the same so whatever suckers but if you did enjoy this show please tell your friends about it and uh, look tell people that aren't your friends tell acquaintances and even your enemies again the downloads show up all the same uh and if you want to support the show if you really like the show this much you can uh, support us on patreon patreon.com slash have a listen to this you get access to uh, behind the scenes stuff early early access to episodes all sorts of things uh we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 